11 different AP-ranked teams lost in college basketball on Saturday, but Andy Patton, you know who did not? The Alabama Crimson Tide, who may be the best team in the country right now. You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, what's up? Welcome into Locked On College Basketball, the only daily national college hoops show out there. I am one of your co-hosts, Isaac Shea. Joining me as he does every Monday, we're all together, is our guy, Andy Patton. We want to remind you that this show is brought to you by LinkedIn, who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Andy, it's great to be back together. Missed you last Monday. Glad you are feeling better and you got that voice back. Listen, (laughs) I said it right off the top, but here's where we're starting today. Alabama absolutely blitzes LSU 106 to 66 on Saturday. That game itself is not the story other than the gaudy score, the gaudy margin and Brandon Miller doing Brandon Miller things. Here's the question I have for you, my friend, that I want us to unpack. At this point, it's not a question of is Alabama a number one seed? It is this. Is Alabama, Andy Patton, as of... Monday, January 16th, the number one overall team in the nation. Yeah, it's a really hard question to, to kind of pin down. I think there's, a, there's a, a compelling case on both directions here. They absolutely steamrolled LSU. I think Brandon Miller and LSU both had 22 points at halftime and looked for a while like Brandon Miller might outscore the whole team. And look, LSU is not a good basketball team. I don't want to pretend that they're, you know, they're a, a fine a fine power five team, but this was still a ridiculous performance by Alabama. And I think looking at their resume right now, like it's hard to not, it's, it's easy to see the case for them being legitimately the number one team in the country. They're fourth at Ken Palm as we're having this conversation, 15 and two, neither of their losses are bad at all. It's a neutral site loss to Yukon. Uh, and it's technically a neutral loss to Gonzaga. Although that game was in Birmingham and in Birmingham, very, right. very pro Alabama crowd. It was still Ken Palm calls it. Semi-home. <laughs> semi-home. Exactly. It's a semi-home game. So they have a, a pair of, of fine losses. Uh, the problem with Alabama's resume, the biggest issue, is that they really only have one good win. And it's a great win. Don't get me wrong. It is a win over the Houston Cougars, number one team in the country uh, at the time. Uh, Alabama was down 15 at one point in the second half, stormed all the way back, secured a victory. That is a, It's one of the best wins of the entire season, quite honestly. But the rest of their resume in terms of wins – they have some games that haven't aged exceptionally well. North Carolina doesn't look like as an elite of a program as they, they were at the time. Michigan State is a good team. They're not a great team. They're a good team. Kentucky is all over the place. There's no debate about that. Uh, Arkansas obviously dealing with some significant injuries currently in the middle of a three-game losing streak. So we're just talking about an Alabama team that has some fantastic, uh, that has some, some blowout wins, some good wins. One great win, no bad losses. That kind of puts them in an interesting spot. They're definitely a top 10 team. I think they're definitely a top five team. But from there, it's a little bit tricky to kind of parse them out from some of the other teams right in that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 schedule-wise, they only play Tennessee once, who to me is the other, despite 
Kentucky's victory over them on mm-hmm. Saturday, which we'll get to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's Tennessee and Bama are, to me, the two yeah. elite teams in this conference. Yeah. But they only play each other once, and it's in Knoxville. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Alabama doesn't get uh, the Vols there at home. Yeah. And um, that's the only game the rest of the season they're not favored to win, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. They've already played Kentucky, as you just said, and won that game. But that's the only time they play again. So, that I mean, that's both in their favor in terms of not losing – but it's also not in their favor in terms of high quality, high level victories. And so that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of that give and take the, the sec is not the big 12 this year where it's mm-hmm. not like you're going to be playing elite level games, game right. after game after game, but they're going to be playing very solid games mm-hmm. just about game after game after game. And so, man, if they could win at Knoxville and yeah. kind of essentially run the table or, you know, maybe take on one more loss, um, they're right there. The problem is Houston's not going to lose in the AAC. And so mm-hmm. if, if you're talking about overall number one, I would say no. But if yeah. you're talking about being a number one seed, I think absolutely they have um, one of the inside tracks to that right now. So, Andy, here's how I want to handle this. I want to look at, you know, if we're saying are, are they the number one overall team in the nation, I want to take the top 10 AP teams right now. We, this is before the rankings refresh on Monday, go through them one by one and say, who would you take Alabama or this team on a neutral court? And we'll both give just a quick answer flying mm-hmm. by it, maybe a sentence or two about why. All right. So let's start at number 10, which right now is Texas, Alabama versus Texas on a neutral. Yeah, I'm taking Bama. Uh, Texas is too inconsistent for me, uh, especially on the offensive end. Yeah, I, I think it's a good game because Texas mm-hmm. has a great roster, but um, I, I trust Nate Oates over not Chris Beard. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. uh, number nine, uh, which obviously they're going to move down after yeah. losing. We'll talk about this, but Arizona and Alabama. Yeah, Bama for sure. Uh, Arizona is very, very inconsistent right now. Losses to Washington State and Oregon is pretty yikes. Would love to see Brandon Miller against that front court, but yeah, give me the Crimson Tide in mm-hmm. this one. All right, Andy, Gonzaga in Alabama. Yeah, it's a tough one because they have played a neutral site game and Gonzaga did win. Uh, and it was, as we said, a semi-neutral game. Uh, that was the best game Gonzaga has played all season. And it was, I haven't seen every Alabama game, so I don't know if it was the worst game they've played all year. They did score 90 points, but it was not them at their sharpest. I think if these teams played 10 times, it's probably pretty close. It's probably I, six and four, five and five. It's right in there. I, I, I think Alabama's a better basketball team, but mm. Gonzaga won. I mean, they did. Yeah, and, and, I mean, you can't discount that. Um, mm-hmm. And, again, neutral but closer to the Crimson yeah. Tide. Mm-hmm. I I would – man, uh, Noah Clowney is so good. I think mm-hmm. I would probably take Alabama if mm-hmm. they played again, and that's the weird thing about college basketball yeah. is those one-offs. All right, here's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. You, Man, lots of uh, West Coast teams right here in a row. UCLA and Alabama. That's a really tough one. Uh, I think, think Alabama is going to have a hard time with with Hawkes and some of UCLA's depth. The, the freshman in the front court, really talented. But I think I'm still leaning Bama. I'm not sure who on UCLA is going to capably guard Brandon Miller. There's not a whole lot of people in college basketball <laughs> who can capably guard Brandon Miller. But I think I'm leaning Bama, but that's awfully close. Yeah, I think so, too. It's a game where I wonder if the experience of Tyga Campbell would yeah. uh, win Good out. I, and Man, it, it's so tough. Yeah, because UCLA is like they're man. I don't know. I'm gonna I'll go UCLA on that yeah, one. Do it. Okay, uh, UConn. This team that we both really believe in mm-hmm. skidded a little bit lately. Yeah. UConn versus Alabama. 
Yeah, again, another team that that already beat Alabama on a neutral site game, a true neutral game there. Uh, UConn has looked like a different team since then. Alabama has looked like a different team since then. Another one where I think probably five and five if they played each other ten times, but I'm still leaning Bama, even though the the only data point we have between these two teams shows UConn with the victory. I I think I lean Bama there, too. I would lean Bama right now. Uh, You know, like two weeks from now, who knows where these teams are at. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, Andy, keep going. I know Tennessee just lost at home to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Tennessee and Alabama are two front runners in the SEC. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to take Bama here, too. Tennessee's offense is just really inconsistent. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're the number one team defensively in the country per Ken Palm, and they have been for a really long time. This is a fantastic team on that end of the floor. And in Knoxville, I might lean Tennessee, but neutral site? Oh, that's going to be a really close one. Alabama is, you know, a more balanced team offensively and defensively than Tennessee, but uh, that defense is really, really tough. And I think so. I think you're right, it, because – Tennessee or excuse me Bama is 12 offense and eight defense so it's not like they're that far behind Tennessee defensively and light years ahead of them offensively uh give me the Crimson Tide in that one all right last three Purdue and Alabama I'm taking Bama here too uh Zach Eady obviously an absolute load and we've seen that the guards for Matt Painter's team Foster Lawyer has been fantastic it's a really good team uh for Purdue and obviously a team that has been much better than people expected, but uh, I, th- I still, I still think Alabama would, would win that one more often than not. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, for all the reasons you just said, mm-hmm. Kansas and Alabama. Yeah, that's that. This is where I'm starting Ooh, to think. Oh, maybe yeah. not. Kansas has been an interesting the last couple of weeks. I think they've won four of their last five games by like four or less points, something like that. Uh, but but I think Kansas has has a lot of depth, a lot of balance. Uh, I think they they might be the the first team that I'm saying convincingly. Yeah, they 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 might beat Bama more often than not. I think it'd be interesting to see what Jalen Wilson does yeah. there in that game. Dewan Harris, man, I just think yeah. he might, same with what I said about Campbell, might win the day. KJ Allen's mm-hmm. been playing great lately. All right, last one. Current number one team mm-hmm. versus the, the potential number yeah. one team we're talking about, Houston, Alabama. I think I take Houston more often than not. Obviously, Alabama did win this one, uh, and they, but Houston had a 15-point lead. Houston has been fantastic all season long. I think that was a, a growth game for them, and I think that if they were to play each other again, Kelvin Sampson, fantastic coach. I, I think Houston would win that one more often than not. I agree with you there, but and it's funny, like these these games where we've had the overlap, mm-hmm. uh, there's a yeah, um, some curious back and forth. Yeah, so um, all that, I, I think what I'm learning as we go through this list, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really, really good top of the top of the heap college basketball teams this year. It's going to be a mm-hmm. great NCAA tournament, and I cannot mm-hmm. wait. Absolutely. Andy, let's quickly get to our top fives this mm-hmm. week. I think we can get through it pretty quickly because I'm pretty sure our top fives are actually right now aligned. They are exactly the same. So I will go through mine, which will be me going through yours uh, <laughs> as well. Uh, so I, I kind of alluded to it there on that last question, but I still do have Houston as the number one team in the country, the Cougs. Uh, nothing that has happened has made me feel like they need to fall off of that list right now. But I did move Alabama all the way up to second. And I think that you can make an argument for them at third, uh, as you put here, like I think the top five are fairly set in stone. You can just kind of rearrange them a few different ways. So (laughs) for me, Houston and Bama top two, I got Kansas at three. uh, And then I got the Bruins of UCLA up at four and then Purdue uh, at fifth. 
Yep, absolutely. Kansas hasn't done anything wrong for Bama mm-hmm. to jump them. It's right. just that can that, that Bama's just playing so well yeah. right now. And I think we both kind of treat our top fives that way is like yeah. uh, just to honor those who have been doing stuff well. Right mm-hmm. on with what you said. I don't care what order you give me the top five. Yeah. These are the clear cut top five right, right now. Some interesting teams coming after them. I think we, we're both still pretty in on Texas and Tennessee yeah. and Gonzaga. Uh, yeah. UConn to a little bit of a lesser degree right now, but still mm-hmm. top 10-ish for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's pretty fun. St. Mary's top yeah. 10 all over the place in most of the computer metrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people probably haven't caught up with that as of yet. Yeah. Well, Isaac, Alabama is not the only football school that's making waves on the hardwood this year. Uh, the top team in the ACC right now, believe it or not, is the Clemson Tigers. We're going to break them down momentarily. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On College Basketball is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They identify those candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. You want to achieve your business goals in 2023 and hiring the right team member might help you do exactly that. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac, we are talking ACC basketball, and we are talking about a team in the ACC that I don't think generally gets a lot of play when ACC basketball is discussed. We're used to talking Duke. We're used to talking North Carolina. To a lesser extent, we're used to talking Syracuse, Louisville, all those teams. Today, we're talking about the Clemson. We're talking about the Clemson Tigers. We are talking about the Clemson Tigers who just secured a win over number 24 ranked Duke, 72 to 64, 26 points for PJ Hall. The big story here, Clemson's undefeated. They are undefeated in the ACC, 7-0. Their previous best start in the ACC was 5-0. The big question for you, Isaac, is it time to take this team for real? I don't know, Andy. (laughs) Like, okay, like... I mean, clearly it's time for them to be ranked. They're going to move in. Duke's going to move out. No reason the Blue Devils should be in the top 25 anymore. Mm -hmm. The computers do not love Clemson. Uh, Ken Palm, 54. Mm -hmm. The NCAA's net, 51. Torvik, 61. Sagarin, 39. Evan Maya, 49. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, I think the results-based human metrics are going to like Clemson better. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, there's nobody in the ACC that's awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of what I believe are are good, maybe even strong teams, mm-hmm. but but there's no right now team that I'm seeing in the in the the classic basketball conference, right? right. That we all think about that is elite level, and so yeah. you dig into their resume a little bit, 15 and three overall, and and that's not bad in terms of like numbers of wins and losses. Mm-hmm. But two of those three losses are woof, Andy Patton. Yeah. South Carolina, they mm-hmm. lost to them, who is sub 200 at Ken Palm. Of course, South Carolina has beaten the, the SEC preseason favorite and the ACC preseason 
mm-hmm. or not ACC pre- Duke, who would have been mm-hmm. top two preseason. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Iowa on a neutral, that's fine. But then Loyola Chicago, who in a lot of recent years, that's a fine loss. Right. Now this year, they suck. Nope. Yeah, and so, um, like, I, I, I don't know what to do with that and how to reckon with it. In terms of their wins, like, Duke is far and away their best. They mm-hmm. have beaten Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won at home versus NC State. Um, man, wh- when I look at this front court, I-, mm-hmm. I think that's what really sells me. You talked about P.J. Hall. Yeah. Hunter Tyson is leading them in points and rebounds. But here's the thing that I, I don't really know. Like, when you look at the unbalanced schedule of the ACC, they mm-hmm. only play Virginia once. Mm-hmm. They only play Miami once. Right. That game against Duke Saturday was the only time they played them, and they mm-hmm. only play North Carolina once as well. And so it's hard to get what I think is a fair assessment of where they are versus the, that group of four right there, I think is the best four teams. Yeah. Like in terms of makeup, they, they might not be the best four in terms of record right now, but mm-hmm. I think they are be- all better than Clemson. Yeah. Right. Like I know Clemson just beat Duke. I think mm-hmm. Duke is a better basketball team yeah. than Clemson. I don't know. Where are you at? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you 100%. The four teams you just talked about, Duke, UNC, Miami, Virginia, those are the four best teams in the ACC. But if Clemson only gets one shot at some of those teams and they pull off a couple of victories, it, it it's an interesting situation because, again, like if these two teams played twice and Duke absolutely stomped all over Clemson, that's going to tell you a much, much different story. But we don't get to see that return game. We don't get to see what that might look like. Yep. Um, I know that Clemson and North Carolina, at least they have not played each other, correct? Correct. Um, so we'll have to see what that what that shakes out like. North Carolina has been a little inconsistent. If they face a North Carolina team that has, you know, if Pete Nance is still on the bench or if Baycott's, you know, banged up a little bit and all of a sudden uh, Clemson wins that game, like that doesn't tell me necessarily with any kind of, you know, certainty that, oh, Clemson must just be better than these two teams yep. because we don't get to see that return game. And obviously – you know, one-on-one results don't necessarily tell you the, the whole story, obviously, as we just went through. We don't have Alabama behind UConn and Gonzaga, despite the fact that those two teams <laughs> Alabama. So it doesn't always matter, but we're we're staring down the barrel of a 7-0 Clemson team. Like, that is unique, and that we have to figure out what that means. And, and it's, like you said, you, your first answer, I don't know. It's, it's a pretty weird position to be in right now with Clemson and the ACC. Yeah, and like on the flip side of those one-time games, they get to play Louisville twice, mm-hmm. and they get to play Florida State twice, who in most years, it's like, yikes. Yeah. Right now, it's like, congratulations, <laughs> you win, you know? Um, uh, in, in terms of playing some of those other teams, even though they only play them each once, they've mm-hmm. got Miami and North Carolina back-to-back in early yeah. February. So I'm yeah. going to be watching very yeah. curiously to see what happens there. But they've got a two-game lead in the loss column in the ACC. Five mm-hmm. five teams are behind them with two losses. And then NC State, Duke, North Carolina all have three. So that'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see. I feel like they are on a better track to win the ACC regular season than yeah. I would trust them in uh in the ACC or NCAA tournament. As yep. for the duke of it all, mm-hmm. ah, Andy, like Jeremy Roach is still out, so mm-hmm. that's understandable. I get that. But at this point Duke is 13 and 5, 4 and 3, 18 games in. Derek Lively is only averaging 3.9 points a game and 3.3 rebounds. Derek Whitehead is only averaging 8.1 points and 2.4 rebounds. Like these guys who are supposed to be the dudes, you know, when we're mm-hmm. thinking like some of those teams that have just had a couple stud freshmen together, it ain't it. Yeah. Yeah. And Kyle Filipowski, he has been that guy. 
Ooh, he's yeah, been yeah. that dude. That they, they got one. They got one. He's been he's been fantastic. Uh, and and you know he's he's going to be the ACC freshman of the year. He's been a really really dynamic player, a good inside out player, really talented guy. Uh, but that's not this is not who Duke was supposed to be. No, Duke Duke Duke. He wasn't supposed to be their best freshman. He wasn't even supposed to be close to their best freshman. And yet here he is. He's he's having to take on this bigger role, and he's doing a great job of it. And he deserves a lot of praise, a lot of credit for that. But this is not how this situation was supposed to go. The Roach injury is a bummer, but it is much more than that yes. for John Shire's club. Yep, yep. Only he and Roach are averaging double digit points. Ooh. I mean that that tells you about yeah. all you need to know. Elsewhere in the ACC, quickly Miami, uh, mm-hmm. who we just talked about, lost at NC State in overtime yeah. on Saturday. Uh, congrats, Miami! You p- paid Nigel Pack all that money to be the third best guard yeah. on your team. So I don't know what's going on there for Jim Laraniega's team. They'll get it figured out though. Those guard Isaiah Wong is mm-hmm. something else. Well, Andy, it would not be a Monday show for us without quick hitters. Love all the bouncing back and forth and talking about it. We're going to start that by trying to figure out what in all of the earth is going on in Lexington, Kentucky. We'll do that in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season, which wrapped up last week with Georgia's win, to basketball, they've got it all at betonline.net. Make sure to check out the line for tomorrow night's two major Big 12 battles, Kansas at Kansas State, woo boy, and Texas at Iowa State. Should be two goodies. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, Andy, for those of you who are new to the show, A, welcome, we're glad you're here. Two, yeah, I said A and two for an outline. Um, We end Monday shows with what we call quick hitters. We just bounce back and forth to some of the games we haven't talked about yet this weekend. And we're going to start with a little bit of it. This is like a a, a slow, medium-paced hitter. Um, (laughs) Kentucky at 5 Tennessee. Listen, Kentucky has been hurting lost at home as we said earlier to south carolina and so clearly coming into tennessee who's been doing it they're mm-hmm. they're gonna go in and, and just get boat raced right no of course john calipari's team comes in to knoxville and knocks off vols there i i don't i just what on earth is happening with kentucky i just don't know 63 56 cats you know it's funny i I wasn't that surprised. I, no. I don't. Yes. This is totally. This is totally on brand. It's totally. I, I didn't pick this game for upset watch because I thought I would sound like a lunatic because we'd spent the whole episode <laughs> talking about how bad Kentucky was when they lost to South Carolina. But I was like, I somehow this felt right. Like, yeah. and part of it is Tennessee. Part of it is on Tennessee. And I, I don't mean to discredit what Kentucky did. They deserve this victory. Yes. Calipari deserves some praise because he gets a lot of criticism in the last few days, and he went out and and got his team a victory, but. Tennessee has some horrific scoring droughts. They're a really inconsistent offensive team. I mean, again, you go out and and you only put up 56 points against a a fine defensive team in Kentucky, but like that cannot happen for Tennessee. I, they're still a top five team or we have them just outside our top five. The advanced metrics still love them as a top five team, but it's probably the reason that I don't ever have them there is because I'm just, I'm concerned about the offense. And like, you know, like we've talked about, like, when you get in the NCAA tournament, you can't have a you can't have a, a game like that. You can't just only drop fifty five points against a, a mid level team and expect to advance. And and that's what concerns me about the Vols. 
Absolutely. If it's a best of seven, they're probably going to win that. Sure. But you only get one, and I don't trust them for six games in a row to do that. Those advanced metrics don't measure how good are you in a one-game scenario. They measure how good of a team should you be. And uh, the humans don't do everything the computers do. Hey, Tennessee, the first of 11 ranked teams to fall on Saturday. Andy tying a record that was set on January 29th of 2011. Well, one of those other teams, my friend Isaac, was the uh, the Wisconsin Badgers, the number 18 ranked Wisconsin team, fell at Indiana, an Indiana team that has obviously been ranked throughout the year but had fallen out after some significant struggles. Indiana held, held the Badgers to 45 points, <laughs> snapped a three-game losing streak. Tra- Trace Jackson Davis, he did not want to lose this game, man. He came out 18 points, 12 boards, five blocks. Much, much needed performance for the Hoosiers and another struggle for Wisconsin. That's well said. Much needed for the Hoosiers. Good to see them get on it. Ah, man. Arkansas, another one of those ranked teams to fall. 15, they ain't going to be ranked uh, much longer, unfortunately. They fall at Vanderbilt. Congrats, Jerry Stackhouse. Way to go. But Jiminy Christmas, the yeah. bus is falling apart. Yeah. 97 to 84 in this one. The Hogs have now their own three-game losing streak at Auburn. Okay. Versus mm-hmm. Bama. Fine. Uh, but then Vandy, nah, he yeah. can't go do that. I don't care if you got Trayvon Brazil and Nick Smith yeah. Jr. or not. Now, that that is hurting them going mm-hmm. forward. Like it, They just can't be who they expect to be. I heard um, another national college basketball voice talking recently who had just mm-hmm. talked with uh, Coach Muss and had said, listen, we planned our season basically around Trayvon Brazil and Nick yeah. Smith Jr. as our two best three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. and now we ain't got them. What's our offense supposed to do? So, man, they're spinning their tires, the must buses. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they can get it going once again in Fayetteville. Well, sp- speaking of some some top-tier teams that have kind of spun a little bit uh, lately, the Arizona Wildcats, Tommy Lloyd's squad. Uh, it's, been, it's been a rough couple of games. They lost to Washington State. Uh, they did we- beat uh, the rival in Arizona State, but then they got absolutely spanked by another bafflingly confusing team in Dana Altman's Oregon Ducks. Uh, 87-68 to 68 was the score here. This Oregon team scored 41 points against Colorado. 41 points is all they scored against Colorado. Then they went out and beat Utah. Then they lost to Arizona State. Then they came out and absolutely destroyed the Arizona Wildcats. It was like two minutes into the game that Nefali Dante stole a pass at half court, dribbled down the floor for some reason. Kirk Creasa decided to try to get in the way and got absolutely <laughs> obliterated. I, I maintain that that kind of momentum that early in the game probably did something absolutely. to break what happened to Arizona. They ended up getting beat by 19 points. Jermaine Kuznard had 27 off the bench for the Ducks. He'd been hurt pretty much the entire year. This is only his third game. Dana Allman's team's got some got some momentum right now. It'll be interesting to see if they can kind of keep that going or if they're going to have some more of those kind of mysterious, baffling games like they did against Colorado. Because if they can avoid those, this could be a dangerous team. Meanwhile, Arizona uh, is, is uh, not looking so hot right now as we get into mid-January. Now, UCLA has the inside track to that uh, regular season championship. Dude, and finally, Dante, we talk all the time about Arizona's front court. Dante yeah. put him to sleep, man. Yes, and if he did. Cousinard can, if he can come in and be that, for mm-hmm. Oregon consistently, they might have something going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, big time matchup in Lawrence, Kansas on Saturday. Number 14, Iowa State, who has been playing so well, Andy. Mm-hmm. It's great to see yeah. at number two, Kansas. And here's the thing. The Cyclones gave Bill Self's team everything they wanted. Um, man, uh, Gabe Kausher hit this massive three to tie it up uh, late in the game. But 
Kansas going to Kansas, man, mm-hmm. inside the fog. And it's okay. just, they always, always do it. I don't get it. Now, it's been some close wins lately for Kansas, yeah. 62-60 in this one. Four of their last five games have been determined by four or less points. Uh, you know, it's always that debate of, do they know how to win? Or is it just like, eventually there's going to be a regression to the mean and they're going to start losing some of those. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of that. But I do believe in this team. I believe in their pieces. As we said earlier, Dwan Harris, I think is, if if not the best, one of the top two, three best pure point guards in yeah. the country. You mix that up with, with all these other guys and what Grady Dick continues to do and Jalen Wilson and McCullough and Allen. Man, it's just, mm-hmm. it is a solid, solid unit. Tough games coming up as you get in the Big 12. Um, 17th at Kansas State. We just talked about that. They host TCU this coming Saturday. Then they got to go to Baylor and to Kentucky. Rough stretch coming up for the Jayhawks. It's never easy in the Big 12. And while it's uh, not it's not always difficult in the Big East, there are a couple games in the Big East that you can kind of secure a victory. Uh, the top of the Big East has been a really murderous row this season, and that was evidence when Providence, uh, previously undefeated Providence Friars, fell at Creighton. Uh, Providence was 19th before the loss. The Blue Jays won 73-67 to in that one. Again, the first Big East loss for Providence. Xavier held on to beat Marquette in a fantastic game Ooh. as well. Xavier maintained great. the top spot in the Big East. Uh, Creighton, uh, Creighton's the best 10-8 team in the entire country. This is <laughs> a kind of a, a very baffling team. Uh, a lot of their losses or some of their even close victories came in part because of an injury to Ryan Kalkbrenner, their, their big center, who right. now he's healthy. They're playing really great basketball right now. Uh, people are going to look at Creighton's record and discount them, but I advise strongly against doing that because I think this team is very, very good. Absolutely. They are. Last week, K-State was our team of the week. Not going to discount that, but they go to Fort Worth and lose to TCU, who made up for their uh, football team's embarrassment at the beginning of the week. 82-68 in favor of the Horned Frogs. I still believe in Jerome Tang's team and what they're going to do this season, but you're going to take losses. It's just the nature of the Big 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Big 12, like we said, it's an absolute challenge this all season long. Uh, Last thing here, it's not a a game-specific quick hitter, but we got to shout out Antoine Davis of the Detroit. Uh, He moved into third place all-time in NCAA scoring for men's basketball. Only two players in front of him, the legendary Pete Maravich from his time at LSU and Freeman Williams from Portland State. Davis is likely going to pass Freeman Williams as soon as his next game uh, against IUPUI. He's 17 points away. He's been averaging well more than 17 points a game throughout his collegiate career. Uh, Really exciting numbers for Davis. Davis is not only third all-time in points in the NCAA. He is the Division I record holder for made threes. He has 513 after making a casual 11 of them on Saturday. Uh, He broke a record previously held by. Does anybody... Before we say the answer, want to give a guess? Okay, if you guessed Wofford Fletcher McGee, you are correct. Fletcher McGee had 502 made threes for Wofford. Uh, of course, a, a recent record set because the three-point line hasn't been around all that long, but still <laughs> huge shout-out to Antoine Davis. He's been one of the most exciting mid-major players in recent college basketball history and is now on his way to uh, make continuing to make history for the Detroit Mercy. Absolutely. He is. Fletcher McGee had no conscience at Wofford. Great to see what his former coach there is doing at Virginia Tech now. 
Well, that's going to do it for us today, Isaac. Fantastic week of college hoops coming our way as we are firmly in the midst of the conference season. Uh, For for those of you who want to check out the show, please make sure you find it wherever you get podcasts free on every platform. The show is also available on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search Locked On College Basketball, hit that big red subscribe button for us. It is very much appreciated. Uh, Until next time, peace out.